Hey guys, it's Chris from Tap the Craft, and I wanted to say thank you for checking out our show. I also wanted to tell you about our sponsor, Brewer Shirts. At the forefront of the craft beer movement, Brewer Shirts was one of the first to create apparel that celebrates the art of brewing and the love of fine beer. Never too trendy, always comfortable, and offering affordable quality. They screen print their gear by hand in their studio using eco-friendly inks, materials, and processes. Check out their online store at brewershirts.com and use the coupon code TAPTHECRAFT2020 to receive 15% off of full-priced items. Welcome, craft beer friends. It's season eight, episode two of Tap the Craft Podcast. I am Denny Lewis coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft, the dog whisperer, and my favorite Florida man, and also known as Drinking Eagle from Tampa, Florida, Mr. Chris McKenzie. How are you doing tonight, Chris? And of course, what is in your glass? So, Denny, I'm going to have to start off with some slightly bad news. Uh oh. Yeah, I. You're not uh, drinking? Oh, no, I'm certainly <laughs> drinking. Certainly okay. drinking. Um, you just can't be drinking Eagle anymore. Mm. I got I got my 23 and me back. Uh-huh. Zero. Zero <laughs> Native American. Zero. Well, okay, keep in mind that that only uh is your on your your mother's side. Uh-uh. Yeah. To get the to get your paternal a males to get your paternal, you have to uh take a, a more like a, a more drastic test. It costs a about two hundred fifty dollars for the yeah. You have to have more more markers. What if I just have my dad take one? No, he. Well, if you want him to pay the same money. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll get him a test. So, so I, where's the Indian? Where's the Indian in your? Uh, is it on your mom's side or well, your dad's? From what I understood, it was I had someone both sides. But my dad told me he goes, I swore up and down. He goes, we were Native American in some form or fashion. So, I, I mean. Okay, so, I so we'll... I'm in the same boat because on my father's side, uh, if you go back to my great 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 grandfather, he married an Indian prince princess. I'm going to okay. call her princess. I don't know if she's a princess or just a chief's daughter or whatever it might be. But in my 23 and Me as well, like zero Indian, and uh-huh. I know that my dad's like a quarter, or I think he's a quarter Indian, or at least on that from his dad's side so um i i think you have to go and get the the more marker test to get uh get your father's side well or i'll just get my father's dna say dad (laughs) fit into this tube we're gonna put it in the mail yeah well good well i'm sorry we're we'll i can't give up the drinking eagle because i have these grand plans that i'm gonna make an eagle with a beer and it's gonna be you drinking eagle as one as our mascot for the show then we can do it on a maybe a temporary hiatus, and <laughs> I'll go until you get, get proof. Yeah, okay. or or we just say screw it all, and we just stick with it. Um, but That's other true. Than that, other than that, shocking news of the evening. Um, I'm doing really well. Uh, just got done with work a little bit ago. Had a little quick uh, conference phone call from six to six forty-five this evening before I left work. 
and uh, came home. I was very excited to pour some beer in my glass. And I didn't spill a little bit on my shirt right then. But tonight I'm drinking a beer here locally. It's called The Dark. It's from Berry House Brew Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, right here in Tampa or in Ebor, as uh, is where it's located in the in Ebor City. In the Ebor City, this is a, a Munich Dunkel. So there have been a lot of loggers in my life lately, mm-hmm. Denny, and oh, uh, only one of them, considering that uh, our conversation that we'll be having this evening too. So, mm-hmm. um, but what about you? What's in your glass? How's your day going? My day is going well. I'm trying to re-energize myself because I'm chatting about beer with you. And mm-hmm. I always get excited and have a good time when we we do this podcast. But I will admit, I am a little bit tired today, a little bit sore. Don't ask me why, because I think it's just life in general. This last few weeks have been really uh, busy and hectic, and mm-hmm. and uh, and and affected my overall, you know, energy level. I think, but I'll put a couple beers in me. We'll start talking about beer, and I'll be lively and ready to go. But yeah, I'm doing all right though. I'm I'm surviving, but I'm drinking tonight. I'll show it to our listeners here. Grand Teton Brewing. It's their Sweetgrass American Pale Ale, and this is one of my favorite uh, pale ales from Grand Teton Brewing here in uh, Idaho. And I'm drinking it out of my one of my Idaho Craft Beer Month. Can't hardly see that with the yellow, but this is one of our special pint glasses we get for Pints Up Idaho. And I decided, you know what? I'm drinking an Idaho beer. I'm going to drink it in my Idaho glass. I mean, uh, but but don't worry. I've got the B cup for later in the show. I mean, you, you don't make the rules. We just live by them. you got to drink <laughs> Idaho beer in Idaho glasses. Well, you know, I've got these glasses. I might as well use them. And they are nice. I mean, this is, I, I like this glass. It's a nice glass. Well, I mean, that's why I drink... Tampa beer and Tampa glasses. <laughs> so true. So true. With Tampa background. <laughs> Is that? Oh, the lightning. Okay. So that's the, uh, I see the lightning sim, uh, mm-hmm. s- symbol there. And you know, what's interesting, Chris, you, you know, point out that lightning logo and I can tell every time you're tagged or, you know, anything you untap because all I see is that lightning blue logo and i'm like oh that's chris mckenzie so even if i'm going through and i'm seeing what people checked into i noticed that some of our listeners have tagged you in check-ins but not Mm -hmm. me because i see that blue thing i'm like wait a minute what why why is he getting tagged not me that's that's not right you need to tag denny also (laughs) he's gonna feel left out it's okay i still see the i still see the check-ins i just don't know you gotta get you too that's okay No, and I know. Well, it used to be uh, Tyrion Lannister. That's what that's what my uh, my logo used to be on our yeah, app. Yeah, I do remember that. And uh, it was you couldn't really see what it was. Now it's blue and bright <laughs> and vibrant, and you could totally tell. Who I it know is. it's you. You definitely can tell it's you. So that's good. But like me, you can't really tell it's me because I look like every other bearded, bearded guy on the on Untapped. But so I need to change it up to something more unique. How about an unbearded guy? An unbearded me? That could work. You could do that. Or me with long hair? No, that wouldn't work. <laughs> All right, we're getting we're getting sidetracked. Let's get let's get this show started. But before we get it started, I always want to let anyone new to the show know what Tap the Craft Podcast is all about. 
We are an educational podcast. We focus around celebrating all things craft beer because we want to assist you, our listeners, along in your craft beer journeys and adventures. And you're listening to episode 184. We're recording on Monday, August 9th, 2021. And we are on live on Facebook. And you probably already heard us kind of, well, maybe you haven't. I don't know if we've talked to our listeners yet or that are watching live, but uh, if you want to join us and, you know, see how the the magic is made and interact with us as we record and get on the show, you can do that. Just join us every other Monday. So it's every two weeks on Monday, 6.30 Mountain Time, 8.30 Eastern Time, and uh, you can join us on Facebook Live. There's always a share. I share it. Chris shares it. Tap to Craft shares it. Our listeners share it. Somebody you know is probably sharing it. Just click and, that link and join us. And I'm having a little nerd moment over here because I just put a poll up. I know. On, I saw uh, that. Uh, so we can have some fun with this, too. That, I just that's voted. That's always going to be fun. Yeah. Would you, don't tell everybody. I, I don't want to tell actually, everyone. I, don't I wanna... know what you voted for. Yeah, you know what? I know what you, oh, okay. Yeah. okay. I know what you voted for. All right. Oh, I can't vote. Oh, you can't vote. But all the, right. yeah, I'm finding uh finding all these little uh, different little features inside right. of the Facebook, what do they call it? Their producer thing. Producer so, yeah. thing? There you go. You yeah. hey, it's Official a live for fun it. episode. <laughs> Polls, questions, we talk about we we get your immediate feedback right as we do it. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know what? In mm. this episode, we do have some listener feedback we'll discuss, and we will briefly discuss each of the 15 styles of German lager. Now, you may say 15. Isn't there more? Yeah, there's more. But you know what? These are the 15 that are like the ones we really need to talk about. The other ones are just like variants off of the the similar, you know, um, version. So we're going to talk about 15 styles. And we're also going to do one more tasting note segment with the last beer from our buddy William Slimmer from Wisconsin. It's a Baltic style porter, so stay tuned for that. And of course, you can count on Chris and I having some great beer conversation along the way. Now, Chris and I want to thank all of our Patreon supporters. This episode is brought to you in part by our satisfied Patreon supporters like Mike Allen, William Slimmer, and Amanda and Kevin Argauer, who are our virtual producers, and Tom Byrne, Jeff Seiler, jo- uh, Johan Halberg, Tara Carlson. Chalamasa, Mark Church, Matt Knight, and Kirk Tabor, who want to buy us a virtual beer. And if you enjoy the content we provide, we invite you to support the show by toasting your host or buying us a virtual beer or even becoming a virtual producer. You can explore the options on our support page by visiting patreon.com slash tap the craft. Okay, Chris. So we had some feedback from our last episode. And why don't you go ahead I mean, you go ahead and read Chad's uh, uh, message on uh, through email. Okay. <clears throat> hey, Denny, it's been a while since I've written in. First of all, or first off, I hope your daughter is recovering well from her surgery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Cindy and I are still doing the Saturday brewery hopping. Yesterday on July 31st, we went to probably the prettiest location we've been to, Harper's Ferry Brewing in Virginia. Mm. It overlooks the Potomac River and is absolutely gorgeous. It was a perfect day for it as well. Low 80s, not much humidity, and a nice breeze. The beers were fantastic. I'd love to tell you my my favorite, but I did a flight of six beers, and it was my first perfect flight. Wow, that's impressive. I, uh, yeah, he gave them all <laughs> five caps on untapped. 
Uh, I ran the gamut in terms of styles in the flight. I had a red ale, a brown ale, two highly underrated styles, in my opinion, he says. And he said he had a blonde ale, a Kolsch, a German-style Pilsner, and an IPA. We also made a return visit to Belly Love Brewing and a stop at Wheatland Spring Farm and Brewery. It was a fun trip, and if you and Chris ever get to Virginia, I'd highly recommend Harper's Ferry, especially in the summer. Well, I guess that's it for now. Keep making great shows, and I'll keep my check-in streak going. Yeah, we're working on the show 9,867 in a row if he keeps it up on this one. Yeah. Wow. So I've never given a five, like a full taster uh, five caps, like a whole flight, six beers, five, you know, all five caps. But that must be a fantastic brewery and a brewery that can do a variety of styles, right? Yeah. Uh, and styles that not all breweries, you know, have on their tap list, you know, red ale and brown ale, uh, two that I agree they're, that that are underrated styles. And, I, and I'm hoping that they're starting to make a comeback. And then a Kolsch is one of my favorites. And then throw in a Blondale. You know, if you want to find out if a, a brewery can really brew some really good beer, then you have that Kolsch, that Blondale, and that German-style Pilsner. Those will tell you if that brewery can brew good beer because that will, those will not hide any flaws uh, in those beers. So good, good. Yeah, and my daughter is doing good. Um, she's recovering very quickly. Uh, now it's been two Today is the end of the second week after her surgery, which is good. And uh, she, uh, after the first week, I think she was healing. Everything was healing up well, and, and good checkup from the from the surgeon. And and she's already uh, uh, getting out and about and and having a good time. But but yeah, that was a a trying time for all of us. Just uh, you know, my wife Sarah and I. Uh, going down the, going down to Pocatello and uh, taking her into the hospital for surgery, getting her back, taking care of her, uh, taking care of her animals. Um, I, I need to talk to you, uh, you know, off air, Chris, about uh, uh, about you talking to Haley about, um, you know, <laughs> her her border collie lab mix puppy that she needs to uh, figure out how to control. So we'll we'll utilize your sit means sit uh, expertise here. Okay. <laughs> Which I, I told her, you know what, honey, you should have contacted Chris before you were even thinking about getting this puppy, so you knew what you're getting yourself into. And then I would have told her, you should talk to Megan because that <laughs> way, Megan knows. Well, I mean, Megan handles more dogs than I do. Every oh, okay. Day. Yeah, she's. I mean, I, I we we joke and well, you know, Megan does a lot of the a lot of the training along with our other trainers, mm-hmm. but then I just get to be the pretty face that people see when they first meet and they're and I'm like hey here come on in here all right we'll show you what training looks like here's what you can have yeah yeah okay well hey you know what you're the one that 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 like secures the deal they know right. they're going to get a good product at the end by what megan can do but you're the one that's like the you know the uh front man or the face man right you're the face man yes. of the group that, that uh that makes them all happy that's good Okay, so we had another feedback, another email. This one came from Jeff Seiler. And uh, I'll go through this one because I, uh, this is a great idea. Again, another, another idea for um, continuing our, uh, our tasting as well as uh, topics, you know, future topics for the show. So, mm-hmm. hey, guys, loved episode 183, The Brewery Spotlight. I love Three Floyds. I've had Gumball, 
Dreadnought, or Gumball Head, Dreadnought, Arctic Panzer Wolf, and Brew Dew. Zombie Dust is still on my bucket list. Uh, the Brewery Spotlight is a great idea. In the show, one of you guys made a comment that it's fun to drink the same beer at the same time and talk about that beer. That got me thinking of an idea for future shows. Maybe you could do more Brewery Spotlight shows and include some breweries that are available pretty much everywhere. For example, Sierra Nevada, Lagunitas, Oscar Blues, New Belgium, Cigar City. Then, if possible, a few days before recording the podcast, post on social media which beers you'll be tasting for the upcoming episode. That way, your listeners can run out and get those beers and then taste them along with you guys on the episode. That way we can all have fun tasting and talking about the same beer at the same time all over the country. Anyways, thanks so much for all the work you do, um, for all <laughs> for all the work you both do for these great podcasts. I really appreciate it. Cheers, guys. So this is a great idea. And because this is a great idea, for our next episode, now you're finding this out right now because you may not have read this far Wait down. Wait a minute. You're going to tell me I have to go buy beer? You have to go buy beer. Not doing it. Not yeah. Doing it. Yeah. So for the recording that we'll be doing on August 23rd, that's when our next recording session is, Monday, okay. August 23rd, that will be released on August 26th. So if you can't join us live, don't worry. Just listen to us after August 26th. And maybe you can go ahead and pick up a couple of these beers I'm going to mention from Sierra, Sierra Nevada Brewing. And we'll do, there's four beers that I'm going to mention, and we may not do them all. Uh, but these are beers that I did see that, uh, uh, are available in the Tampa area. So Chris doesn't have any excuse not to not to get them. Um, so the four beers I have in mind is the Oktoberfest is coming out right now. So that should be ready available like any minute now. Uh, and that one might be the uh, the one that if we both can't get, then we might have to skip that one. But the year-round beers that all three of these are in Tampa or in Brand, even Brandon. I looked up oh. actually Brandon for you. Okay. Um, it's the Pale Ale, Sierra, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Now, we've done the Sierra Nevada Pale Ale on a very, very early episode of Tap to Craft. It was a tasting notes segment that John and I did together. But you know what? It's always good to revisit beers. And this is a beer that we talk about all the time, about being a gateway beer that people yeah. you know, use a lot, that, that get them into craft beer. So why not go ahead and do some tasting notes on that and enjoy one? I haven't had a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale maybe for a couple a year or two now. I mean, I usually get them when I buy the the sample packs. They usually come with a few in there. And I haven't mm-hmm. bought a sample pack of Sierra Nevada for over a year, probably, at least with the pandemic and stuff. I've been buying mostly local stuff. So um, I'd love to revisit that beer and talk about it on air. The Little Hazy Thing. Uh, this is a hazy IPA. We talk about this beer all the time on the Fermented Reality podcast. <laughs> uh, but you know what? It's been a while since I've had it. I'd love to go ahead and revisit it and share this beer that's an, uh, a little bit easier drinking IPA for people that are, are you know, a little bit nervous about drinking IPAs and see uh, how they like that. And then, of course, the one I haven't had yet, the little big thing, which is their Imperial IPA. So, again, all three of these are year-round beers, and they are all in uh, your area, Chris. So, uh, The downside is, is I'm just not sure where I'm going to get them fresh. Well, you know what? That's the risk we all take because I don't think any You're of right. Sierra Nevada's beers are, are fresh, right? They all go to a big warehouse, and by the time you get them out, it's a month, at least a month old, if not two months. All right. All right. Well, 
Matthew Laney said his wife is from Chico, so she would be able to get us. Well, there you go. They could get us fresh beer from Chico. <laughs> but I mean, they brew it in Asheville too. So, I mean, it's not too far from me. And if it's in yeah. Chico, it's not too far from you either. Yeah. No, no, it's not too far, but it's just the way that they do distribution. It all goes to a big warehouse. And even something that's like, like super fresh, like this, this little hazy thing, they had to do, they had to really work on that to make sure it was um, packaged, you know, I won't say packaged fresh, but that that the long delay in getting it out to the public is not going to affect the f- taste of the beer. And I think they've done a pretty good job where this beer can sit for two months in a before it gets out to the stores mm-hmm. and still be a, a good a good hazy um, IPA. So I, I think they're doing good stuff with it, and I, I think we'll be okay. And I agree, uh, Matthew. Hot bullets from Sierra Nevada are a pretty good thing too. Yeah, that, that was another one I had uh, thinking about, but it wasn't available as readily as the other ones, so I I didn't put it. I, these are the ones I thought. I, I also thought there was another one that's like a, a I want to say sour. No, the wild, no, wild thing. I think there's a hazy wild thing or something like that from Sierra Nevada, but um, that one wasn't available around you, so I didn't want to do that. So if I figured if, if these were available in Tampa and in Boise, then most likely these are the ones that are available around the country for our listeners. Mm-hmm. And if you would like to leave us some feedback, you can do that through the email, as you just saw that uh, Chad and Jeff did. Or you can uh, just mention us on Twitter or Instagram uh, and visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash tap the craft. And of course, we do have a voicemail line. So if you want, to get your voice heard, you can just leave us a voicemail, 208-536-3359 or 208-53-ODDLY. Leave your, your comments, your questions, your you know a little bit about your crappier journey, what you like or dislike about the show, uh, anything you want. Just go ahead and call. Drunk Chris likes the uh, drunk dials too. So if you've been drinking all day and you just yep. felt like you know sending us a, hey, hey, how you guys doing? Uh, go ahead and do that too. That works. I mean, just put it in your phone as tap the craft. That's yeah. what I did. Yeah, just put it in tap the craft. Whenever you think about it, just hit that button, leave us a message. All right, so let's continue the conversation because now it's time to untap the craft and see what our listeners are drinking according to untapped. So, guys, remember if you want us to read your check ins on untapped, make sure you follow me at MCK1345 and then also follow Denny. <laughs> At loose screw, L U C E S C R E W. Perfect. That came out right. Yeah. Uh, and make sure you tag us both in your check ins. <laughs> so Danny doesn't feel left out. It's okay. It's I'm okay. just messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt Knight said, I saved the tap the craft number in my phone. Yeah. That's, you're, that's because you're a pretty awesome listener, Matt. Who provides nice beer tasting notes he as well. Does. He's been, I've been watching him getting into all kinds of stuff the, uh, over the past couple of days. Now, this is going to be fun because I had this little diffuser on my light. And, man, this thing gets bright. Yeah, you're uh, you're lit up right now. There we go. <laughs> um, all right. So our first check-in is going to come in from uh, Georgiana Taylor and Norman Taylor. But I have to touch on a couple that happened within about that 20, 24-hour uh, period, Der- period. Derek Lambrick's. Hey, what's hey guys, what's up? Hey Derek. Um 
my buddy David here in Tampa checked into three beers from, from Anchorage Brewing Company. And all three of these beers were like those $30, $35, 375 milliliter bottles that were wax topped. And mm. um, one was called Doomed. One was called Tired But Wired. And the other one was called Darkest Hour. Now, I didn't leave any notes or ratings on them. But David, I don't know where you got an extra 120 bucks lying around <laughs> to be grabbing these bottles. But good on you, man. I hope he's things just are like just yeah, money's yeah, yeah. just flying out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he makes it rain when it comes to beer. Um, so back to the uh, Taylor family or the Taylor folks. Norman Taylor is drinking an Intra Pilsner by Intra Coastal Brewing Company at Intra Coastal Brewing Company. Um, three and a half caps for that rating, and he just said an above average Pilsner and an ever expanding brewery. So. Hmm. Um, not sure where Intracoastal is, but it sounds like it'd be somewhere down near me. Um, and Georgiana Taylor is drinking a Dragon Point IPA by Intracoastal Brewing Company, which is based out of Melbourne, Florida. Um, and she gave that one four and, a half, four and a half caps, and she wrote great hop flavor without all the bitterness. So good check-ins there. Um, Kevin Page. Arcane Awards. Burial. Yes, and just yes on the second one. Um, <laughs> the Slowdown by Burial Beer Company. And uh, he wrote 4.356238. Forgot to check last one in, Gaming with Mr. Noodle. Um, it was a burial beer in a burial glass. Kevin, you can't mix <laughs> glasses and breweries together like that, man. You're going to get us in trouble. Um, no, four and a quarter caps for that beer. Um, and... Uh, that's the slowdown from Burial Beer Company. Tara Carlson mm-hmm. also ch- checked into a beer. She tagged me into mm-hmm. it, Denny. Yeah. Didn't tag you. I commented on um, it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> She's drinking a Brewers in the Wild by Dewey Beer Company. And she wrote, it's a bit sweeter than my usual beer, but really quite pleasant. And light enough that I can have another during the Bachelorette finale tonight <laughs> and still get to work in the morning. <laughs> Who's, who's your favorite on the bachelorette Tara? <laughs> I have mine. No. I just want to know yours. Mm. Uh, four and a quarter caps for that beer. And um, no, Denny, I don't think you did. Oh, no, not it. that one. The one I thought this was the one from last night, but Oh no, this is from no, tonight. No. Oh man. I clicked to read the detailed, the detailed check-in and it completely reset my lines mm. here, man. Amateur move, Amateur, dude. yeah, I know. I get it. Rookie. Rookie. Well, why aren't you scrolling now? What is going on here? Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. My mouse is being mental. Okay. Do I need to there feel, we go. Do I need to feel Ed, some dead air here? And we're back. <laughs> no, I don't make dead air. I just make a bunch of random noises. Mike Allen's been very busy over mm. at the Taco Mac. Um, he said that uh, right before. Yeah, thanks, Matt. I'm a noob. I know. Um, <laughs> he's checking at the Taco Mac, drinking a little bit of everything. Um, I didn't see anything crazy off the walls. A couple four caps in there, 3.75, but we got a little bit of everything from Fresh by Two North or North to South Cider Works. Uh, he said it was kind of like champagne with a hint of apple. Uh, caught in a Mash IPA by Trary Street. Alpha Abstraction Volume 17 by Wild Leap. That's always a good place. Um, so we got a little bit of everything. Zebra Shark Zwickle Beer 
by Atlanta Brewing Company. And that's that's just a little bit of everything. A Zwickle, a Zwickle beer. <laughs> we'll talk about it today. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, moving on up the line here, Jeff Seiler. Uh, <laughs> ah, Luponic Distortion. Yeah, I try to get all these I can. And this one is not as uh, as big flavor as the other ones, but the flavor it does have is is nice and enjoyable. So I've I'm this is the last one in a in a six pack I I got. But Sarah doesn't like it. She likes more, you know, in your face, piney mm-hmm. cit- you know, citrus uh, hops and this is just more subtle, enjoyable, you know, mm-hmm. hops but yeah. I got to read uh, Matthew Laney's check-in. He's uh, checking into the Michelob <laughs> Ultra right now. Uh, didn't really see any notes or caps Come on. rating on this one. Are you still working, Matt? But he just said, I'm hitting the Mick Ultra now. <laughs> that was not on Untapped. That was in the Facebook comments. Yeah. Jeff Seiler is drinking, I love the name of this beer, Raised by Dingoes by oh. Paperback Brewing Company. It says Australian IPA with Galaxy and Nelson hops. Nice. Tastes like a great West Coast IPA. Piney, citrusy, and delicious bitter finish. Nice stuff. Crikey. Uh, a four and a quarter caps for that beer. Who, who was drinking that one? Jeff Seiler. Oh, Jeff. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And Matthew said, I ran out of everything else. So. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, um, Mike Allen, this is a good classic beer to check into golden monkey from victory oh Brewing. yeah nice four and three quarter caps you know we could uh we could do can we do you get victory stuff let, out let me way? check let me check we we okay. did and but i haven't seen victory for a while so let me make sure okay. but if we do we can do victory um and we can do golden monkey because i love that beer yeah 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 i'll definitely drink that all right, we got to continue the check-in streak for the 9,634 show in a row. Chad LaMassa is drinking a fastball special by Nepenthe. Nepenthe? <laughs> Nepenthe. Let's go with that one. Brewing Company. He did it on purpose. Sure. I, you know what? He does. Between mm-hmm. him and sometimes Tara, I always get the the weird names. Mm-hmm. Like Chesapeake, right, Chad? Um, Picked this up exclusively because of the Wolverine can art, and he's one of my favorite characters. Nepenthe makes awesome IPAs and always has a co- always has cool can art. Super hoppy. Four and a half caps for mm. that beer. Um, some check-ins from the Gnarly Gnome. Uh, no ratings, Here so. for hustle, no ratings, but it's the <laughs> Fretboard Cowbell Cream Ale by the Fretboard Brewing Company at fretboard brewing company <laughs> and he said here for the hustle and brews the awesome beers are just a bonus when are we going to talk to him i don't know we should have him on the uh on the air we should have him join us make it yeah, happen we should yeah <laughs> all right i'll work on it so we can bug him about how come he doesn't you know i i understand he, he mentioned before why he doesn't like to rate beers because he does a lot of promotion around the local area and doesn't want to you know jeopardize and make people feel bad but i mean i can get behind that you don't want to give ratings because you don't want to you know piss anybody yeah, off but yeah. you, hey you check into the beers um no but you know i haven't really dug too much into him and we're going to go down on this tangent here but uh <laughs> we'll uh we'll, we'll reach out to him a little later okay um tom Byrne. Tom, I'm surprised you gave this beer as high of a rating as you did. Tom Byrne is drinking a Smells Like Bean Spirit Double Maple 
by microphone brewing. And he gave it four and a quarter caps on this beer. I like the I like the name. It smells like bean spirit. But well, it's got it's got a baby person made out of coffee beans in the same baby floating in the pool thing. Just I hate like Nirvana, Nirvana, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, and you know what? I think I had this beer or the not double version of it. Um, maybe I just got a bad can because, like the band. <laughs> It sucked. <laughs> there you go. It was awful. Yeah, um, I did end up dumping it down down I, the drain. I think we've already talked about this, but I also was not. A, I was living in Seattle at the time, and I was also not a Nirvana fan either. Yeah. So it's not just you. So we're we're a good pair together. <laughs> okay. He's also drinking. Uh, no, I have Brew Five Thousand. Uh, Tom's drinking a Brew Four Thousand mm. from Twenty Twenty by Fremont Brewing. And it see, he said it seemed like an appropriate, unique beer for his 4,000th check-in. Oh, look at you, Tom. Um, four and three-quarter caps. What do you mean pass you up? He's already passed no, you. No, I'm at four, like 4,300. Jeez. Look I, at me. I'm I, I'm slowly closing in on 2,500 right now. Um, but, yes, yeah, four and three-quarter caps for that beer. I have something similar in my uh, fridge that I can't wait to crack open. Um, Chad, I got to read this one just because of the name. Chad Lamasa is drinking a Because I Was Inverted with Vanilla by Tattered Flag Brewery at the uh, at Taco Bell. Because, you know, Taco <laughs> Bell's got the hell of a brew. Uh, tap they got list. a good tap list there. Uh, two of my favorite movies repped in this picture, both of which are supposed to have sequels this year. It's a Tangerine Milkshake. Yeah, we'll see if Top Gun has one. I, that's, oh, thank you, Mike Allen. That, I don't like going to the theater, but I really want to go see that new Top Gun when it does come out in the theater. It's not real. It, it was all exist. real. It's real. Okay. They had like 27 <laughs> cameras there. attached to a jet it was, plane. It was with, there. <laughs> with Tom Cruise flying it. So I saw it once. I was there. Yeah. All right. Jeff Seiler, I love these beer names tonight, guys. Jeff Seiler's drinking a Bunny with a Chainsaw by Paperback Brewing Company, something you'll find plenty of out in the Asheville area. Um, that's one big bad bunny, he says. <laughs> nice tropical and citrusy notes, delicious stuff. I love crazy labels on great beers. Four and a half or four and a quarter caps for that beer. Uh, and then name, the beer name. How do you not go with that one, yeah, too? Yeah. Big bat or bunny with a chainsaw. JC is drinking a tropical frightening by Wilmington Brewery Company. Uh, no notes, but four and a quarter caps for that one. Mr. William Schlemmer drinking a soul hunter by toppling Goliath. And this is a four and a quarter cap rating for him. Very tasty double IPA or the notes that he gave. Jeff Weesey, we were just talking about this one a little earlier. Yeah, I think Jeff is on with us too. So, Well, he was. He, he told me he was drinking this beer, I think actually before you got on. And he said, uh, oh, he's drinking the Triple Five by New Glarus. Oh, oh how do you yeah. like it? Well, he said, I expected a little bigger malt profile, but, but this is a very good beer. The caramel sweetness and the Belgian spice notes are amazing. Cheers. Four and a half caps oh, good. for that beer. Good. 
Um, uh, let's see. So this is everything everybody was telling me they were drinking. Eric Gronley is drinking a Tabana by Fair State Brewing Cooperative. My last of this four pack had to check in since I enjoyed it so much. Soft, juicy, and has the pineapple and passion fruit flavors cranked up. A well done New England IPA. Four and a half caps for that beer. And also, Matt Knight said, hey, I'm drinking what I checked into on Untapped." Kind of made me have to do this, Matt. Uh, he's drinking a maple and brown sugar oat cream IPA. Oh, I'm interested. All right. Having one of my favorite beers after a long day at work on the weight, on the weight truck and then having to fight to get the kids to bed, a nice way to reward myself. I'm sure Five Matt right now had to jump off to go put the waking kid back to bed, right? <laughs> I don't know. Matt, are you still on here? Well, I mean, he called me a noob eight minutes ago. So, I mean, he shouldn't be, shouldn't be too far It could happen that quick. Because it seems like yeah. he always jumps in and then all of a sudden the kids, uh, you know, cause havoc. So, he's got to run. Poor Matt. Well, I, I hit refresh and, you know, computer. Oh, there we go. And that's what everybody's drinking. Okay. Wow. That was quite a list. A lot of variety. A lot of interesting beer names. Uh, I appreciate that. That's good. Okay. Well, you guess what? It's time to jump in to the Brew Buzz. And the Brew Buzz is devoted to discussing various beer-related topics. And this week, as I already mentioned, we are going to briefly discuss each of the 15 styles of German lagers. Now, I said 15, and I said briefly, because we have to be brief because there's 15. So this is not going to be a deep dive into them. Uh, it's going to be... Uh, just a, a brief overview of uh, like the history of where the, the beer came from and a little bit of tasting notes and a, and a few three um, ver- you know three three beers you can go out and try yourself. And every one of these has a at least one uh, German uh, beer that you can go pick up if it's imported in and then a, one or and then maybe one or two American, versions depending on the style because some of these are not styles that are brewed heavily in the states and what Mm. i liked about this is i i was starting to put this together by paste you know putting together a bunch of different sites and and trying to figure out which beers i wanted to add and then i found an article that kind of summarized it up for me very nicely and i thought you know what this is just what we need because there's so I didn't want. I was thinking I'll split into two topics, right? I'll do one this week and one the next uh, next show. And I thought, well, no, I don't want to do, you know, I don't want to do that because I want to do the brewery spotlight. I don't want to space these between, you know, three shows. So uh, I'm glad I found this nice. This article is kind of summarizes each of these styles or these beers. You know, I guess they're beer style, lager styles. Um, you know, just really briefly, and so that article was is called the kegworks field guide to german beer styles found on the kegworks website and that link will be in the show notes that you can go and visit and read in full if you want Um, but pretty much what we're going to talk about is is pretty much the full i i did make some edits throughout so it's you know there are some edits in here but for the most part it's it's in its entirety uh because i thought it was really well done and uh, what we'll do, Chris, is is we'll just bounce back and forth. I'll do two, and you can do two. Does that sound good? Sure. And go for it. Towards the end, we have some that are really long. So if it's a really long one, maybe we'll just take 
one of those because it's like really long. Because because okay. it talks about three different like some talk about two styles and three styles. So, and I'll start it off here with the Bach. So the German Bach. Now traditionally, the Bach is drunk in late winter, early springtime, and this is a heavy, dark, and malty beer. And uh, the Bach just warms the soul because this is a, a a pretty heavy beer. Now we've mentioned Bachs before on the show, and I mentioned that. A lot of times this can be very tricky because some of these box, when they amp up the, that alcohol content, it can leave it a little bit, a little bit uh, sweet. And that sweetness with that alcohol in its light, in its lager style, can be a little bit off-putting when it becomes a little bit boozy. Also, I've had experience with Bach beers um, being very, very. Um, like uh, active with the foam, right? Mm-hmm. I, I've popped. I can't tell you how many boxes I've popped open a, a bottle, and it just starts like foaming out of the top because it's not because it's it's uh, infected. It's because it's got a lot of sugars in there. And if they were doing bottle conditioned, and some of these are bottle conditioned, then it 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 keeps going and it just creates a big fuzz like a foam ball. Uh, no hmm. fun. No fun. But. Um, but yeah, Bach. It's a it's a it's a pretty you know pretty good style. So sometimes a full body Bach can feel almost like a meal in itself, which keeps with the old legend that Bavarian monks subsisted on Bach during long spells of fasting, weighing in at between five and seven percent ABV. The sweet, toasty, nutty aroma and flavor is a wonderful addition to a warm holiday meal of veal, pork, or beef. Or a nice companion to an earthy cheese course. So there you go. There's some food you can eat along with it as well. Some examples are Mars Christmas Bach, uh, La Trappe uh, Bach beer, uh, and Samuel Adams Winter Lager. So there's one you can get uh, during uh, winter time. And a lot of times this Winter Lager is inside the Samuel Adams sampler pack. They have. Well, at one point they had uh, a variety of winter beers. They had the chocolate Bach. They had the winter lager, they had mm-hmm. the the Boston lager, and they'd have the old uh, uh, Fezziwig. Yes, yeah. so I was trying to think of that name. The Fezziwig is the one that's a Christmas ale that is a little bit too um, baking spiced uh, accentuated for me. I that one turns me off a bit, but yeah. um, it's a great sample pack if you want to try a bunch of winter beers. And, and like I said, all of them are pretty drinkable except for the f- old Fizzlewig to me. That's the one I have the hardest time drinking. It might be the one you you might have the hardest time drinking. But if you want to do some cooking with beer during Christmas time, maybe make some cookies like I did last Christmas, um, that one might be a good beer to use in some baking. So keep that in mind. All right. So since I talked about the Bach, I've got to talk about the Doppelbach. And this is the Bach's bigger brother. It's stronger, boozier. Uh, brother boasts a darker, rich copper, near black color. Uh, the flavor is in the same vein as its forebear, with a slightly more robust caramel chocolate profile and a higher ABV that ranges from 6 to 9%. This is a beer for a feast of, ga- of game meats, steak, or meat pies served with root vegetables. Sometimes generous pork can su- uh, substitute as its own multi meal, followed shortly by a nap. And you know what? What I just said earlier about the 
about the uh, foaming and the booziness. I meant to say that about the Doppelbach because that one is the one that does have that that higher ABV. So sorry, I misspoke. That's okay. Some examples would be the Andesher Doppelbach Dunkel, the Weinstefana uh, Cor- Corbinian, and the Trogues Troganator Doppelbach. Now, um, I I enjoy that trog- Troganator. I've had that a couple times, and that's mm-hmm. a brewery out of Pennsylvania, right, Chris? Yep. Yeah, and so you, so our East Coast friends can uh, can find that during the Christmas time. All right, why don't you go ahead and continue the Bach uh, styles here? All right. Well, Matt Knight said, "I got to go. I'll catch the audio version of this later uh, <laughs> later this week." Have a good night. Cheers, Thanks, Matt. Matt. Um, Icebox, Icebox, build a highly excuse me, a highly concentrated body flavor and alcohol content by freezing and removing a portion of water from the beer during production. Where it remains is a very dark, heavy, malty brew that is redolent of chocolate syrup, spice, or fruit. Drink an icebox if you have nowhere to go, <laughs> as it packs a boozy punch between 9% and 15%. Serve this beer after dinner for a long, lingering liquid dessert. Yeah. Um, some examples of this beer are going to be the Schneider uh, Aventinus uh, mm-hmm. Weizen Icebach, uh, the Ramstein Winter Wheat Icebach, and the Herman Hermanator. The Hermanator. Yeah. Herminator. Uh, the Herminator Icebach. Uh, which is from Vancouver Island Brewing. Yeah, yeah. so I've had the first one. That's one of the ice. I've had an ice box uh, from Schneider, the Aventius, uh, and I've also had um, one from, gosh, I want to say, uh, I'm going to get it wrong. The, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's the Viking uh, brewery. Oh, I know what you're um, talking about. I can picture it. It's a black can with a blue Viking yeah, on yeah. it. Yeah, I, I can't think of it, but I've had – those are the two um, icebox I've had, and um, they're actually pretty good. They are a little bit s- strong, but they're they're not too bad. So um, those are the two I've had. Yeah, it's uh, – man, it's, I can picture it. I got – actually, the last time I had it, it was at uh, Epcot. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah I, think I, mm-hmm. I, I think I remember you uh, posting that. Yeah. Um, and the next on the list, and if you want to get a little deeper look on this style, go check out episode 152, which, Denny, that seems like it was so long ago. Yeah, just wait until we talk about the other episodes that we have uh, more detailed information on. <laughs> yeah, the Maybach, the Hellesbach, right? So this this uh, perfect spring beer, the name translated means May Bach is the lightest and the most sprightly of box medium amber to light copper in color hops are the main character that slightly overpowers a my box multi finish with an average abv between five and eight percent serve one at a springtime cocktail party or a dinner alongside pasta dishes salmon or shellfish some examples of this one are going to be the hofbrau my box mm-hmm. the einbecker my Urbach mm-hmm. and the Maybach hurts like Hellas. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. I, lo- I love I love that name. Yeah, I, I I still haven't had any Jack's Abbey brewing, and I was I want to drink their beer so bad. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't mind trying that one from Jack's Abbey. And I've had the Hofbrau Maybach before, and I've had I've had plenty of Maybachs from the states. I just didn't want to, you know, fill our uh, our time with with too many of those. Uh, uh, 
my box. But yeah, episode 152, if you want to hear more about that style, uh, we talk about that in a little bit of detail. All right, let's get into some um, export loggers. We have the Dortmunder Export Lager. This is Germany's Dortmunder Union Brewery gave us, uh, gave us this beer, once made by and for the working class a century ago. Now we find this malty, crisp, refreshingly dry German-style lager poured in brew, pug, brew pubs and bars all over the United States. The appeal of a Dort is its uh, aromatic flavor derived from noble hops and its light, cream, <laughs> cream, clean, golden appearance. It falls between 4 and 6% ABV and is a great dinner beer for seafood, shellfish, or poultry. And um, this is one, I, I just had a couple of Dortmunder export lagers. I had one from, uh, oh gosh, the... Uh, the Portland brewery that I, that does great lagers that I have Occidental Occidental Brewing, uh, and I had one from a local brewery here. Uh, um, I want to say it was. Oh gosh, why am I having so? I, my brain is fried. It's the uh, drink more beer. Yeah, I need to drink more beer. But I've had a couple recently, uh, and this is a great style. And you're right, it is a little bit drier, uh, not as sweet, and therefore. You either like it or you dislike it because you're used to a lager that has that little bit of a of a, a sweeter finish, then this is definitely not up your style. So some examples are Eyinger uh, Jarhunder beer, the Labrador Lager from Thirsty Dog Brewing Company, Great Lakes Dortmunder Gold from Great Lakes Brewing. There you go, Eric. <laughs> yeah. Is that what uh, – oh, there you go. Yeah, great. Yeah. Eric, just uh, good. good for you. You knew that one. Yeah, uh, and then of course the classic German style lager is of course the Pilsner. And again, we take a deeper look at the style in episode one seventy two, not too long ago. The Pils might be Germany's most popular lager export, and is easily recognizable in every local brew pub and beverage store. Ranging in color from pale straw to yellowish gold, Pilsners are notable for crisp floral aroma and finish with a zesty bitter mouthfeel. Its light, crisp texture makes a cold pills a great summertime pick for a barbecue and with an ABV range between 4 and 6%. This is a great session beer. Wow, that was a lot of peas in that, so I hope I'm not popping <laughs> too much and trying to control it quite well. Your pop filter should take care yeah, of that. Well, this you. is just a wind filter. I need a yeah. I don't I hate having a big old pop thing where you block my face because people like to see their reaction, I guess. Um some exam some examples. Uh New Markter New Lamb Lamb's Bra, organic Pilsner. Prima Pills from Victory Brewing, another favorite. If we do Victory, we gotta do Prima Pills. And then Peebo Pills from Firestone Walker Brewing, which is another favorite of mine. Those those two American Pilsners are American-style German Pilsner. American-made German-style Pilsners. Uh, those are two of my favorites. So, yeah, Pivo Pils from uh, Firestone Walker and Prima Pils. All right, Chris, why don't you talk about what's coming up real quick? I'm excited about these beers coming out because I really enjoy these. The Martzen or the Oktoberfest beer. Uh, check it out on episode 30. 30. Beginning of second season. <laughs> That was before, but that was when I was messaging you guys going, I don't like Belgian beers. 
Um, but do you guys have a Facebook page? Because you could use one. If not, I mean, I could help you make one. Uh, the favorite for fall revelers, Martin, has traditionally been brewed in March to be enjoyed at festivals starting in September. With a clear copper to reddish brown appearance, the Oktoberfest's toasted malty mouthfeel offers a robust, mildly hoppy lager that rounds out between 4 and 7% ABV. Since you'll be enjoying a Martin in the fall, you may as well drink it. Drink one alongside a rich German dish like grilled knockwurst, game meats, or schnitzel. Oh, I love schnitzel. Mm, yeah. Um, and then some examples of this one, Spaten Oktoberfest mm-hmm. beer. Great beer. Uh, Paul Palmer. Paul Anner, whatever, yeah. whatever Joel says. I, I whatever can't Joel say. told yeah. it. Paul Anner, Paul Anner, whatever. Uh, they're Oktoberfest Martin and then Surly Fest from Surly Brewing Company. Next on the list is going to be the Munich Dunkel, which is what I had mm-hmm. earlier today. Um, Munich malts contribute to the Dunkel's dark roasted textures of chocolate and fresh baked bread. Oh. That's why that was that good. Yeah, uh, It's a beautiful beer with a dark amber to brown complexion, and its German noble hops infuse a slight, refreshing, full-bodied finish without being overly sweet. With its dark, heavy complexion and ABV between 4 and 6%, you'll want to drink a Dunkel alongside sausages or earthy che- or an earthy cheese course. You know it. Mm. This is, not only do I end up getting thirsty here, I get hungry too. <laughs> Some examples, Beck's Dark, which I haven't heard from Beck's in a long time. Yeah. Uh, the Spaten Dunkel and Harpoon Dark, or The Dark by Berry House yeah. uh, here in Tampa. Or, or the beer I just drank last night, I think it was last night, from Israel, uh, Gold Star Wild Batch number one was a Munich Dunkel, and it was fantastic. Oh. And the Munich Dunkel is is a it's a style I love because it's one of the few beers that I I really do appreciate the noble hop character in it because it takes that sweetness of the the bready malts and the toffee or caramel you know it's it's like a, it's a mix between caramel malt with uh, toffee notes in there so it's like a, a blend between those two with the with the bread dough and you take those malt characters that that have a very pronounced upfront flavor and then you douse it with those noble hops and you end up having a beer that finishes on a drier side with those hops and it's actually really good blend of those two so i really i really love a, a good uh dunkel and i'm i'm so happy you had one that you could drink tonight so that's that's great that you got to drink that during our german lager show yeah and super i mean super light it's four percent yeah um, just great. Okay, so I'll do the next two. Do you do the next one, and then that next okay. one after that is, is a long one. So I'll I'll continue after that, just so you don't get burned out. So uh, the the Munich Hell, the Hellas, the Hellas Lager. So Munich's other popular lager, the Hellas, will be more much more brighter and lighter than the Dunkel. Hellas meaning pale, with a crisp finish that is comparable to a Pilsner. The Hellas is a cool, refreshing, everyday beer that pairs pairs well with salads, shrimp, or fish. Like the Dunkel, Munich Hellas usually falls in the range of 4 to 6% ABV, making it a nice session beer for a warm day. And I think Hellas lagers are one of the lager styles that is 
brewed a lot in as far as the German style is in a, in the states. Um, I can find a lot of Hellas lagers, and I really enjoy that style myself. So the, some examples are the uh, Augustiner Brau Lager Beer Hell, the uh, Weinstefener Original, and the Summer Hellas from New Belgian Brewing Company. That's the American one. Then the next style I'm going to talk about uh, is the Swartz beer. And this is, again, one of my favorite lager styles. Uh, we do take a deeper look at this style in episode 118. So if you want to know more about the Swartz beer, uh, 118. Episode 118 will give you a deep dive into that. Swartz, I had one of those the other day, too. Yeah, yeah, I, I did, too. I did, too. Swartz beer will surprise your palate a bit if you're expecting its rich, dark, robust appearance to give you an overly bitter roasted malt flavor typical of other near-black beers like stouts and porters. Swartz beer translates to black beer and gets its dark appearance from long, roasted malts. Despite its appearance, it has a lighter-than-expected flavor profile and twang, the latter of which is likely due to the roast-based acidity (laughs) acidity (laughs) inside a relatively thin-body malt profile. You will definitely taste notes of chocolate within its malty brew, but without any harsh burnt aftertaste. Typically, ABVs come in on the low end, falling between 4 to 6%. Swartz beer's light, bubbly head makes for a brilliant appearance in a flute or tall vessel, and this cold-weather beer is best enjoyed alongside heavy, home-cooked German sausage, game meats, or pastries. Some examples are... Monchoff Schwarzbier, the Duck Rabbit Schwarzbier, that's from Duck Rabbit Craft Brewery here in the States, and Saranac Black Forest Black Beer out of Saranac Brewery out of New York, right? I think that's in New York. York. Yeah, and Duck Rabbit's in North Carolina. And, yeah, so uh, again, this is one of my favorite styles, and I'm looking forward to Pay Up Brewing. Um, they just brewed one this that's releasing, that released today, I think. So he's releasing this, this month, this week, maybe. Uh, I can't wait to go b- grab a six pack of it and, and and try it out because I love a good Swartz beer and and Payet makes some good beer. So I'm assuming I'm going to make an assumption this beer will be fantastic too. And I might be buying uh, a few six packs of it before it's gone. All right, Chris, three for one right here. Sweet. So we're going to talk about Keller beer, Zwickel beer, and Land beer. Yeah. They're the three related styles of lager from the German state of Franconia. And all three are unfiltered, unpasteurized, and are traditionally hoppier than a Helles. Many are served straight from the barrel in Germany. Mm. I'm in. Let's go. The name Keller beer translates to the phrase cellar beer because it was produced in cellars and even caves during the Middle Ages, so it could be brewed and conditioned in cooler conditions during a time before there was any kind of refrigeration. They also have low carbonation because they're conditioned in an open environment, allowing CO2 to escape. With an ABV that ranges from 4.7 to 5.4, Keller beers are broken down into two sub-styles, Amber Keller beer and Pale Keller beer. Amber Keller beer has a deep gold to reddish amber color with a malty taste and creamy mouthfeel, and Pale Keller beer is more pale yellow to light golden color with a little more sweeter taste. Um, Zwickel beer is similar to Keller beer. The biggest difference being that it has a higher amount of carbonation because it isn't left exposed to the environment for as Mm -hmm. long. 
It also has less hot. Uh, it is also less hoppy, weaker, and darker. The name comes from the name of the valve, a zwickle, on the cask or tanks the brewers sampled the beer from. Both Keller beer and Zwickel beer names refer to to more about the process than the lager was brewed with than it being an actual style of beer with its own characteristics. And finally, land beer means country beer, which is a term breweries in the Franconian region use for their house beer. It refers to a kind of lager, but no two land beers are the same. They can differ in color and flavor depending on the brewery. It is generally known as more of a marketing term than it actually refers to a specific type of beer. So some examples for this one, Butenheimer Keller beer, nice. wine, uh, wine Stefaner 1516 Keller beer and house lager from Jack's Abbey. Well, another Jack's Abbey. Yeah. So again, that's three for one again, because most of these are, they're kind of similar beer, just in different, you know, a little bit different method there, but, but yeah, those are, I mean, I've had Keller and, Z- and Zwickel. I haven't had a land beer called a land beer, but, uh, but again, I'm not from the land. So I guess that's, uh, that's, that's why I got to go to the land to, to get it. All right. So I'm going to do this next one and I'll let you do the last one. Okay. We'll just split it up one-on-one. So this beer I'm going to talk about right now, I had never heard about this beer before a month ago. Um, and, and then I, I went to two fam, uh, 2C Family Brewing, and I saw the name Zoigel on the tap list. I said, what the heck is a Zoigel? And the, the beer tender explained it to me, and I said, I got to have a Zoigel because it's a beer I've never had before. And then I happened to see Chadla Massa drinking a Zoigel this last weekend. And I'm like, Chad, I just had my first Zoigel. Uh, you know, a, a few weeks ago, and we're going to talk about <laughs> it on the show today. So this is everything's coming around because I was like, "Wow, a beer style I never even heard of." I had it myself. A listener had it, and now we're going to talk about it and let our listeners know what this style is all about. So, Zoigel beer is brewed in the Ober Oberfalz, which is a region of the German state of Bavaria that borders the Czech Republic. Its brewing tradition goes back over 500 years to the 15th century. To this day, community-owned breweries still make Zoigo using wood-fired kettles. The wort is then transferred to the brewer's cellars, where it is fermented and lagered before the beer makes its way to the Zoigo stub, stubbin, where it is served. The name Zoigo comes from a take off of the German word for sign, referring to the six-pointed star sign, similar to the Star of David, that was hung outside the brew houses to notify neighbors when fresh Zoigel was ready to be served. Just like Keller beer and other Franconian styles, Zoigel beer is unfiltered and has an amber color. Flavor can be can vary depending on the brew house as each brewer brings their own unique style to the and preferences to the recipe. And uh, some examples of this, Monchoff Zoigel, uh, Zoigel from the, uh, I'm not going to try to say that uh, brewery. All these breweries are uh, Belgian-German brewers, so I'm not, I can't pronounce them. <laughs> and then Zoigel from Gunstallerbrau. I can say that one. That's the easiest one to say. That one wasn't bad. Yeah, so yeah. I thought my next section was going to be a little tough. I didn't see these examples yeah, in yours. Yeah, so um, again, 
This is a style that I have never seen before a month ago. And now I've had my my first Zoigo and our listener, uh, Chad Lamasa, had his, I'm assuming his first Zoigo because I can't imagine him having this style more than once before. Uh, so it's pretty amazing. So maybe, uh, you know, with a lot of breweries trying to, you know, ex- go out and do some historical stuff and things that people aren't used to drinking, um, you know, these are things we can appreciate that bring styles to the States that we don't uh, get a lot of. So I'm, I'm happy for that. All right, Chris. Well, Chad Lamas has been Zoigling since Zoigling was cool. Oh, oh. even before. Is that what he yeah, said? So <laughs> I know, but you know, something tells me that's what happened. All right. Chris. All right. So, last, so the last, last one, one, let's do it. It's going to be the Rausch beer or the smoke beer. It's a style of German lager that uses malt smoked over beech wood to impart a unique smoky flavor to the beer. This process was actually the standard way to dry malt until the, in, until the early 1800s when advancements in technology relating to the malting process allowed brewers to indirectly apply heat to malted grain. This allowed them to move, remove the hints of smokiness that always made its way into the beer. While most German brewers adapted with the times, a handful of breweries in Bamberg carried on the old ways of drying their malt directly over a flame. This brought the region notoriety for being the home of this style of German lager. With the rise of craft beers in North America and around the world, many craft breweries have created their own smoked beers, but only beer brewed in the time-honored tradition, uh, time-honored Bamberg tradition can be considered a true Rausch beer. Mm. Rausch beer will have a light copper to dark brown color with an ABV around 5 to 6%. The aroma and taste will have a combination of smoky and malty flavors to it. Some people even refer to the smoked <laughs> beer as bacon beer yeah. because of the smoked flavor. Yeah, the, yeah, bacon beers are ones I don't like. If it tastes like bacon, I'm not going to like it. No. And uh, some examples, just like Denny's, except mine aren't as bad, but um, <laughs> the Act Schlenk, Schlenkeria Rausch beer. Yeah, that, yep, that. Uh, the Lager Rausch beer. And uh, the Rausch beer. Yeah, these are all <laughs> these are all German beers here because Rausch yeah, beer Ger- is not brewed in the states very often. Mm-hmm. And the first one you said is the most familiar one that uh, is probably the most famous one. Uh, so that that's the one that uh, I've had a long time ago, um, and that was um, earlier in my craft beer journey, and I did not like it, but I need to revisit it. Mm. Because I hear that this beer, I think now that my palate is matured, and I do appreciate some smoked beers, I, I'm not totally against mm-hmm. them. At first, I was totally against all smoked beers, uh, and then now I'm, I, I'm finding ones that I actually enjoy more uh, if it's not too heavily smoked. Um, this is one I want to revisit uh, because it's it's both it's like the best one, so it's good. All right. Well, that is our brew buzz for this episode. I think we did a pretty good job of summarizing 15 German lager styles in a timely manner uh, and even uh, gave you some examples to try. So now it's time for our beer tasting notes. And this is our last beer from listener William Schlimmer. And this is a Baltic Porter from Anapi Brewery from uh, and I Swamiko, I'm going to say Swamiko, I hope that's correctly, Wisconsin, called Cherry Wood. It's a Baltic-style porter aged on cherry wood staves. 
It's a 9% ABV beer with 20 IBUs. And for a deeper look at the Baltic Porter style, you can visit or go listen to episode 94 where we do a deep dive on the Baltic Porter style. All right, Chris. So let's go ahead and uh, pour this beer. I'm going to pop this uh, little bit of a poof there. I'm going to pour this into my stout B cup. I'm going to try to get a little bit ahead, but I don't want too crazy because, well, you know what? Wow. Head is not going to go too crazy on this. It's probably because of that wood. Ooh, it smells delicious, though. Oh, my gosh. Wow, that bottle That's smells. And this is the bottle. Did we show the bottle, Chris? Mm. Yeah. Nice bottle. And this is a brewery that I've never heard of. But I did go and uh, look, you know, I want to find more information about the beer and the brewery itself because I never heard of this brewery because it is a Wisconsin oh. brewery and I'm not from Wisconsin. So, um, I, and it doesn't say much of anything on the bottle itself. So, let's first talk about a little bit about the beer. And they say this is our award winning Baltic Porter aged on Door County Cherry Wood. And it has won gold at the, Weir, at the World Beer Championships and a silver at the Beer Wars, both in the barrel aged beer categories against traditional barrel-aged beers. This brew is one of a kind as we season, kiln, and toast the locally harvested cherry wood all in-house. If you've ever done wood cutting with cherry wood, the perfume of cherry within the wood itself is amazing. Every cut releases a sweet wood and cherry aroma. Similarly, we have harnessed those aromas inside this beautifully crafted Baltic porter. All right, so we'll take a break. Go ahead and look at this beer. This is a very opaque, dark, black. I, I can't even – I mean, I put up the light. Yeah. I can't even say yeah. it's even red, right? This is like so really black. If you So under my light, um, you can see just barely through it. But okay. the light that you can see passing through it definitely has like a dark red. Is it dark red? Hue. Yeah, uh, so it might be really dark red, but yeah, it's. Uh, I'm passing it it through be... all my lights, and yeah, it's probably really dark red, but it's it's a it's like a dark, dark brown red. <laughs> oh man, it smells so. It good. smells really good. All right, so um, it didn't. How'd your head? It it didn't have much of a head, did it? Uh, it didn't last. Yeah, it didn't long. last very um, long. What I did have, I mean, it it was sticking around. It was definitely looking a little, a little creamy and thick for the for the time yeah, being. Yeah, it but, does have a little bit of cream. And it does it does stick to the sides a little bit. It has a little but bit of really, but nothing really uh, crazy. Okay. Oh no, it's dripping down uh-oh, the side. Oh, all right. So before we get in, let me let me uh, before we get too far in, I want to now just talk a little bit about a history of the brewery itself. It was originally founded in 1868. Anapee Brewery was located in Anapee, Wisconsin, which is now named Algoma, Wisconsin. Known for their uh, Apani Lager, they uh, produced beer for the local area until 1886. Uh, in 2013, uh, Anapee Brewery was reimagined and reopened in a two-stall garage turned tap room two doors down from the original brewery located in Algoma. Overlooking the uh, Apani River and Lake Michigan, our tap room has stunning views and delicious beer inside or on the outdoor patio area. Seven years ago, 
or seven years later in 2020, the new a, a new chapter was written in on Anapi Brewery's history. A second location in Suamico, Wisconsin, was built to house the Anapi craft beer production and an additional Anapi Brewery taproom. Our now I, now I just how do I say that? Suamico. Suamico. Yeah, I think it's Suamico. Uh, tap room accents, accents design elements of the original two-stall garage inside and out. It also features additional seating and garage doors that bring in the natural light year-round and cool breeze on summer days. Other highlights include a private event room and 16 in-house craft beers and a beautiful patio area. Now, I did visit the website and I did see the uh, original brewery, it is literally in a two-car garage with two garage mm. doors. I mean, like an old garage, like a detached garage. It's built inside that. I love it. I want to go visit it and check it out myself. And then the new building is a. It's definitely a brand new building, and it has roll-up doors versus these older style doors. But it does kind of mimic that uh, that original tap room, which is kind of cool. I appreciate that. Okay, so. Now that we've talked about the beer, what it is, and we've talked about the brewery, let's go ahead and start doing some notes here. So let's take a big sniff of this beer and find out what this Baltic Porter has in store for us. Now, did I read that it had it? It, it just has cherry wood. It's just cherry things, wood. There is and, no cherries in here, and that's what's amazing is it almost gives off like it's got some kind of a, a bourbon, like a bourbon barrel spirit in there, but it's but it's not. It's it doesn't say that any that these cherry wood staves doesn't say that they were soaked in spirits. No, and I think I think what you might be getting is uh, is probably going to be a little bit of the tannins, the tannins and a little bit of yeah. or what you what, what's called vanilla in vanillin. Okay, yeah, yeah, which is the flavor from vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that comes out of, that you'll find in, in different woods and things like yeah. that. The, I'll say this, this beer is one of the best smelling beers that I've smelled in a long time. This beer smells it's, amazing. And it, I mean, it's, it does, it smells, you can definitely smell the cherry. Yeah. In it. And it's, and it's not, not overpoweringly syrupy, sweet no, cherry. No. Like it's, it's, it's a very natural smell. Yeah, it. This is. Oh, I can't wait to try it. You ready to try this beer? Yeah, I've been itching to let's, try this ever since let's we do were it. talking let's about. Do it. Winner. That's it. Winner. This one beats him. Okay, I. Um, you're right. You can get some of the tannins, but the tannins aren't coming like they're not like super strong. Where it's like mm-hmm. you know pinching your cheeks or anything. So you're right. The, the aroma that I'm getting that, that kind of mimics, uh, the, uh, what'd you call it? The vanillian, the vanillian and the, uh, the bourbon, which bourbon has that vanilla character, um, is probably coming from that, the cherry wood stays. And it gives you a subtle taste of cherry yeah, I mean, very subtle. Like the the amount of cherry that you would enjoy, not overly cherry, not medis- medicinal at all. It's it's hard to explain. It's just like it's just like you're smelling cherries is what mm-hmm. you get in the flavor, and it's fantastic. And the tannins are it works with this beer because this is a Baltic porter. It does have a unique 
character to the you know to the flavor because of the the way the yeast are using and the and the ways it's uh fermented so it gives you a not a typical bold strong uh roasted malt character it gives you a, a more of a, a, a subdued um you know mild finish with that with a porter but that cherry and the vanilla off of the tannins and the tannin feeling and flavor itself really enhances this Baltic Porter and makes this beer super fantastic. I, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, I am really enjoying it. And you can't tell this is 9%. No. I mean, it's a 9% beer, but it tastes like I'm drinking, a, you know, a lighter, a lighter version. But go ahead. I, I've talked enough. Why don't you go ahead and talk about it? Yeah. So, so it's just kind of along the same lines that you were talking about is, you know, how all these flavors are working together really well and the different things that you get out of it. Um, what I was kind of tasting as far as the cherries go, and I am seeing a little more of that red color come out of it now that I'm getting through the, the glass a little, but it's almost like, it's almost like you bit into a cherry and that flavor was just maybe diluted by about half. Okay, so it's not this, like Denny said, it's not this huge, like, big cherry sweet fruit flavor. Like, this is, as we like to joke in this house, LaCroix, right? It's like <laughs> the whisper of a fruit flavor. Um, no, but there's just, like, there's this subtle hint of cherry in here. And then as you kind of go through it, if you let it sit in your mouth a little bit and just let it aerate a little that there's definitely um, it's probably from the, from the tannins in the wood, mm-hmm. but it's almost like the tartness that you get from a chair, like the skin of a cherry. Um, and then you get some of that roastiness from the Porter. When I first took my first sip, uh, just kind of the aftertaste of it all was very, like very, very, very um, like a high cocoa mm. dark chocolate. Yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah, there is some, some chocolate in there for sure. Um, so just all of it together. I mean, you and I both enjoy a good Baltic Porter. Um, and without a doubt, this is one of them, but then aged on the, on the cherry staves and the way that that works with this beer, Mm -hmm. just phenomenal. Yeah. And you're right. There's no, no, I mean, it's amazing that this is 9%. Yeah. It is so smooth. And like I said, even I'm sensitive to tannin character and, and, and I only, there's a reason why I kind of stepped away from barrel aged beers for a while. Not only because the spirits in them were like overpowering the beer, but the tannins were overpowering my face mm-hmm. and I just don't like that. So I stepped away and now breweries seem to be doing that uh, and doing blending and stuff to make it you know so much easier on, on uh, your palate. But man, I'll tell you, this beer, that those tannins that are there are so subtle, and but it, it just accentuates the flavors in there. It doesn't; it's not uh, overwhelming them. It's not, there's no negative, con- nothing negative about this beer. This is, I'm going to say, this is a five cap beer, and I I haven't drank it all, but I'm telling you, I'm in love with this beer. I could drink this beer well, all the time, and that's why I I, I made that that grand gesture. I was like, that's it. This one wins. I mean, even I, I have to say, even over the, the walk Finter over the, the other ones that we've had too. That's true. Yeah. 
in in its simplicity too, this one wins. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that, but of all the beers that were all really good, and I thought, yeah, the Wuck Fenter, I think I gave that a four and a half cap rating. Mm-hmm. But I I can't find anything negative to not give this this beer a five cap rating. This is a five in my book. I I love yeah. this beer, and I could. Like I said, I could drink, I could drink uh, a six pack of this uh, easily, not in one shot, but you know, over, you know, over a week, one a day, I could enjoy that. Yeah, that 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 gets you, but <laughs> but this is uh, definitely going to be a five cap yeah. rating for me too. Yeah, very uh, man. I I'll tell you what, I thought after the last show, I was pretty, I felt pretty special that William shared these beers with us, and now. Once again, he's uh, overwhelmed me with. Uh, I just feel so uh, grateful that he he sent these beers to us. So again, thank you, yeah. William. Um, Chris and I are really, really enjo- have really enjoyed the beers you sent. Uh, and and again, these are special beers that that we would never have had opportunity to try if you didn't run by and grab them for us and send them to us. So thank you very much. Yes, thank you so much, William. These are fantastic. All right, Chris. That's a, that's all I can say about this beer. It's if you can go out and find a Nappy Breweries Cherry Wood, right here, Cherry Wood, mm-hmm. uh, Baltic Porter, Do you Do it. will not be disappointed. This is a absolute fantastic beer. So go find it, and you can thank William Slimmer for introducing it to you. <laughs> all right, Chris. Well. The show is getting a little longer than I was hoping. We're at about an hour and 20 right now. We're going to try to finish this up shortly after 1.30. But I don't want to forget our new and overly beers. So why don't you go ahead and start chatting about your new and overly beers for this episode. That's right, because you know my conversation on things will go quicker. Uh, mine is quick, too. I'm not going to talk too, <laughs> okay. too deep. Um, so uh, while I'm talking about these first two, I got to look up my third. But <laughs> I was very fortunate to be able to try some bucket list beers oh, over the last yes. few a uh, few days, few weeks, I don't remember when it was. Um but a good friend of mine, well, a good new friend of mine <laughs> um that I've been I've had an acquaintance with over the last uh, I'd say about 3 years. Um the person who um helped us solidify our home loan mm-hmm. uh come to find out is a huge beer nice night. and he uh, took a trip up to New England and brought me back a can of Focal Banger from The Alchemist and a can of Heady Topper from The Alchemist. Um, and I was fortunate enough to get a hold of these. Now, I don't know anybody else, but these were bucket list beers for mm-hmm. me, and I'm excited to say that I finally had mm-hmm. them. And just like you, Denny, you know, you were like, really? I'm supposed to drink this from the can? <laughs> like it's an IPA. You, you got to put it in a glass yeah, like this yeah, so yeah. we can agitate it and get all those hot aromas and flavors. And I went, okay, I don't know if this is what you did, but I did the, I'm going to pour part of it in a glass and I'm going to drink the rest of it out of a can. <laughs> is there a difference? <laughs> Me personally, I couldn't tell a difference. Uh, okay. But, okay. But, um, the, uh, heady topper was the first one that I drank. Um, and, this one I gave a four and a half cap rating to everything a uh, a New England IPA could mm-hmm. be right. Yeah. Plus, it also had some 
some uh, hints of uh, West Coast in there. Mm. Right? It's had some some piney resinous hops in there, but I also got some really cool tropical flavors and and you know like um, I was definitely getting like a mango flavor in there too, but just some tropical fruits, but also had that that hoppy bite um, from from the hops as well. Just all in all, great beer. Now again. I tried them one out of the cup and also out of the can and me personally didn't notice a difference, um, but did really enjoy it. So for Hetty Topper, I gave it a four and a half cap rating. Um, the other one from the Alchemist, Focal Banger. Focal Banger, I enjoyed even more. Mm. Um, and I, it, I think it's funny because everybody goes after this Hetty Topper mm-hmm. and then come to find out more people, at least the folks that I've talked to, have enjoyed Focal Banger just a little bit yeah. more. Yeah, I've heard and, the same uh, thing. I've also kind of fallen under that that category as well because my Focal Banger got 4.75 there caps. Um, and this one specifically off the top of my head, the, the big difference was the hop bitterness in it. Heady Topper was good. Uh, it was good in as for what it was. In the focal banger, there was a little bit more of that tropical fruit flavor, and the hot bitterness was dialed down just mm. a smidge mm. um, to kind of make that the clear winner in the uh, the alchemist beers that I was able to get a hold yeah. of the other day. And the last one uh, was from here locally from Cigar City. It was called the Element of Reverence, mm. and this beer uh, was from their El Catador Club. I think it was their last series or their last one that they did. Um, and the element of reverence, let's see what they put in there. Jeez, they make it so just fun to read. The essential unifying principles of brewing and aging beers are exemplified in this alluring intersection of malt complexity, wood character, and bourbon spice woven together like so many helices. (laughs) Now, I wanted to know specifically, like, what kind of beer was it? Um, and I can't remember specifically... Um, I can't remember specifically what was in there about the beer. You know, if there was, you know, I, I know it was barrel aged cause it, that's pretty much everything that comes out of the El Catador club, but, um, the characters of it, like the, Oh, where was there, oh, man, now I want to know what was in there. <laughs> Either way, I gave it a five cap rating. Wow. Uh, the element of reverence, um, and it's not very often that my four or my uh, my barrel aged beers yeah. get a five cap yeah. rating, um, just because, like you had mentioned with the uh, with barrel aged things, it, you know, it just some of the barrel is just way too over the yeah. top, or you know, some of those some of those imperial stouts can just be super sweet or pastry like, mm-hmm. and it's just eh, it's nice. It was fun to drink. It was you know it was great. It was delicious, but after you're trying to power down 16 ounces yeah. of it, it's not so delicious anymore. This one, this one went away very quickly. Okay. Um, so I was very happy about this one and at 11 and a half percent. And I didn't, I did not hate it. Wow. Um, but something tells me that this was like the, there, I had one, I swear it was this one. It was, uh, like a coconut and pineapple, mm. but either way it was phenomenal. So but enough about my beers, Denny. What about your beers? Okay, I'll talk real quick here. Um, 
you know, I, we mentioned that uh, my daughter did have surgery. I made three round trips to Pocatello and back to Boise in 10 days, which is, wow. uh, uh, it's each, each round trip is 500 miles, uh, of driving. 510. Uh, so I did, a, I did a lot of driving back and forth. And in that opportunity, I did have two times I got to go visit Jim Dandy Brewing during those two. The last trip, I basically left in the morning, went to uh, Pocatello, uh, fixed her fence, did some fence work around the yard, grabbed Sarah, and went back home before Jim yeah. Dandy opened. So I couldn't go visit it that third time. But on my first, when I first went there, the the night before um, Haley had her surgery, we went to Jim Dandy, and I did get to try. And have a pint of their three-year beer. It uh, on July fourth, they celebrated their three-year anniversary. Uh, Jim Danny Brewing, if I didn't say that already. And um, so, what I said in my untapped check-in: Happy three-year anniversary, even though I'm three weeks late. Glad I was able to have it on draft at the brewery. Nice flavors and a little dank character as well. And I said, "Cheers to Davis and Haley and the entire JBD staff." I gave this a four and a half cap rating. It's an American IPA, and I really enjoy that. I have a I have a dandy can can of that in the fridge too, so I'll be drinking thirty two ounces of that as well. Uh, but that was that one, and then the next beer is uh, is a Utah beer, and uh, my buddy Bob, who's probably listening right now, uh, he went a couple times to Salt Lake City to do some stuff in Salt Lake City area, and uh, I told him, hey, you got to go visit uh, Fisher Brewing. And uh, Fisher Fisher Brewing is one of my favorite breweries in Salt Lake City because they make some really a, a wide variety of beer styles very well at a lower alcohol content. And uh, and he he was there. He went to Fisher. and said, "Wow, I love this place." And I and he says, "Hey, I want to bring you back a a crowler. Here's here's you know a couple uh, ideas." And he knows I enjoy brown ales. And I said, "You know what? I really enjoy that brown ale." So he picked me up a crowler of the Brother Brown Ale from A. Fisher Brewing in Salt Lake City. It's an English-style brown ale. And what I wrote about this is that it's a 750-milliliter crowler. Now, I've only seen the full 32-ounce ones. I haven't seen the 25-ounce crowlers before, so I kind of appreciated a a blend between the 16-ounce and the 32. It's like right between. It's like a 750-mil crowler. So this is – that was – like I'm guessing that's like a, a foster can, right? It's Foster's. 750, yeah. I think it's probably a foster. Probably. Yeah, because I know there's a, a brewery out of Minnesota called Junkyard oh. that the that all of, well, at least all the beers that I've seen from them from Tabor mm-hmm. um, <laughs> have all come in those, those like foster yeah, size cans. Yeah. And I think they were like 20, 25 yeah, ounces. Yeah, so they're kind of nice. So I said, uh, my first 750 milliliter crowler, um, my buddy Bob brought this back for me because he knows I love a good brown ale and I love Fisher beer. Uh, this beer is fantastic. A little roasty character, giving light to nut, uh, giving a light nut coffee flavor, and as well as burnt caramel. Uh, it's a delight. I give that a four and a quarter cap rating. And then the last beer I'm going to talk about is a beer I already kind of mentioned earlier. Uh, this is this was brought to me by my buddy Alex Fuchs from Israel. He he's been coming, he's come a couple times now from Israel uh, in the last couple months, and he brought me. Uh, beers and he brought me. This is one of the beers he brought me. It's a uh, Gold Star, which is from Tempo Beer. It's like a, it's like the, it's like the equivalent of Budwe- Budweiser in Israel, but in a lower scale. Yeah. I mean, it's not as big as Budweiser, but it's like a big beer. It's big beer in Israel, 
Um, and Gold Star is their big beer. It's a lager. Uh, and I actually like Gold Star, which people hear I like Gold Star. I'm like, hey, it's a good, it's a it's a decent lager. It's way better. If, if I had to choose between Budweiser and Gold Star in the States, I would choose Gold Star every time because it's a much better beer than, than Budweiser is. But that's my opinion. Um, but I enjoy this beer. And he now they're doing a little bit, they're calling a Wild Batch. And this is their first volume, first beer of the series of Wild Batch Gold Star beers. And this is a Munich Dunkel. So just like you, Chris, you drank your Munich Dunkel on air. I drank mine a couple of days before. Um, so I said, another special treat from my buddy Alex Fuchs. I really do enjoy Gold, Gold Star when I'm in Israel. So it's nice to try a Wild Batch where where they amp up the maltiness and body. Uh, bold caramel, toffee, and biscuity malt finishing off a little drier, a little bit on the drier side with a bit of bitterness. I gave this a four cap rating. Yo, Tom Byrne. He said, cheers, guys. Got to pop in for a minute. Ah, hey, Tom. I didn't get that update on here. But, hey, I'm glad you're on. I'm, uh, hopefully you're not. Hopefully you just got a little break from work uh, to check in with us. And remember, hey, while you're on, uh, don't forget about that, uh, you know, barrel-aged body wine that you're going to be bringing over to my place uh, sometime. Okay? All right. Thanks. <laughs> All right. So that is our new and overly no beers for this episode. Um, Chris, we're right at the hour and 35-minute mark. Let's go ahead and raise our glasses to someone like a raise a glass to tonight. So I would love to raise my glass to, well, our good friend, Eric Butzik, who is the person who got me the Alchemist beers. Um, cheers to you, buddy. Hey, thank you so much for the beers at Seven Sun the other day and for getting me those Alchemist beers. I very much appreciate it. They were delicious. Denny, who would you like to raise a glass to? All right. To? Well, first, I'm going to raise my I saved... I saved just a little hair of uh, beer for this toast. Uh, Patreon toast of the night goes to our great listener, Tara Carlson. Thank you, Tara, for your support. And then the second toast goes to William Schlemmer because, William, thank you. (laughs) Thank you once again for providing these beers for Chris and I. Uh, It really means a lot to us, and they were really uh, very, very good beers. And, of course, Being a former serviceman, I always want to raise my glass and thank all those who have served and who are currently serving in the U.S. military services, protecting our freedoms. Thank you for your service and return home safely to your families very soon. And Chris, why don't you go ahead and give a toast to our sponsors? Before I do that, I have to raise one Hmm. more glass uh, to our friends Mikey and Jordan Mosek over in Toledo, Ohio. Uh, they will be renewing their wedding vows oh. uh, Friday the 13th Oh wow! <laughs> in Toledo, Ohio. And man, I we're going. I can't wait to see those guys. Um, so cheers to you guys. Um, not only did you get 10 years in, <laughs> here's to many more. <laughs> well, cheers to that. But Friday the 13th on which month is that? Like next, this, it's not- this coming Friday. No, Friday is not the 13th, is it? Yeah. Oh, holy crap. I'm totally off. I thought uh, it was the 14th. All right. My dates are off. Today is the 9th, right? <laughs> Today is the 9th. You got that part okay. right. Okay. Well, cheers to uh, 10 years. And may there be, yeah. you know, 50 more or more, right? I, I like that. All right. Okay. So now I'll go ahead and give us cheers to our sponsors. Now. Yeah. So at the forefront of the craft beer movement, Brewer Shirts was one of the first to create apparel that celebrates the art of brewing and the love of fine beer. 
never too trendy, always comfortable, and offering affordable quality. They screen print their gear by hand in their studio using eco-friendly inks, materials, and processes. Visit their online store at brewershirts.com and use the coupon code TAPTHECRAFT2020 to receive 15% off full-priced items. Nice. And you can find the beers and the links to the article mentioned on the show on the show notes located on the show post at tapthecraft.com. If you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Loose Screw. And Chris, how can our listeners follow you? So you can never find me on Twitter at Chris underscore McKenzie 82, unless I'm trying to, you know, yell at your organization because <laughs> I had it with Spectrum Cable. Oh the no! It was the only way I could get a hold. That was the only way I could get a hold of them to get something fixed. Um, anyway, um, never. I'm hardly ever on Twitter, guys. Uh, but you can find me on Instagram and Untapped at MCK one three four five. And then, of course, everything social is at Tap the Craft. Tap the Craft. Come follow us there. Subscribe. Follow us. Tag Denny. Tag me. Well, just tag Denny. Like I don't want him getting busted. Like you got to tag him. <laughs> and stuff <laughs> yeah my butt's already sore enough oh man but yeah yeah go uh go check us out follow us guys on everything tap the craft all right it is last call it's time to bring this show to a close we want to thank you for downloading and listening we ask you to please tell a friend and of course subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app and uh, just a reminder we release a new episode every two weeks Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Welcome to Craft the... That thing? (laughs) (laughs) I just like reverted back to like like season five. I or... I got it. Okay. <clears throat> Welcome to Craft the Tap podcast. Yeah, I had. There I was go. in my mind. I had our old uh, intro. Uh, All right, let's try take two. All right, Chris. So now we have a little bit of uh, post show. I I didn't want to interrupt your your toast, but you did have some interaction on Facebook from a visit you made to a local establishment where you and another I did. The owner was like talking back and forth. So what happened there? So, um, I was drinking my, uh, my Schwartz beer and the, uh, the, um, I I was really enamored by the, the crowler that it came in because it wasn't like a crowler where you, you put it in the machine and it seals the top. It was a twist. twist, Yeah. Crowler top, which I thought was really cool. Um, so I shared that on our social media and come to find out, um, the gentleman that reached out to us, uh, was one of the owners and he said, you know, I, am normally the one that takes care of all the, the beer and the wine buying and stuff like that. And I went, well, yeah, that's, you, you do, you do a great job. They have a terrific beer list. Um, and this is a pizza place right down the street from our house called Gasparilla pizza and growlers. Like the name. Yeah. So if you're not aware here in Tampa, we have a festival every year called Gasparilla, oh. which is basically like a, it's basically like our Mardi Gras. Um, so they do a huge parade. Um, the They fill the Hillsborough River up with all these boats, and we have what's called a flotilla. Okay? So the flotilla comes out. We have a giant pirate ship called the Jose Gaspar, <laughs> and it shoots off cannons, obviously not with cannonballs okay. in it, okay. 
while it's cruising down the river and it all culminates right in, in the, right by the Tampa convention center. And then there's a, a very, like a very well-known road called Bayshore Boulevard, which is where they have this uh, parade every year. So now that you have the idea of what Gasparilla is, this pizza place, Gasparilla pizza and growlers, um, has a terrific beer mm. list. And I started chatting with the guy and I said, man, you know, you even have main, uh, you have lunch yeah. from Maine yeah. on your, on your tap list. You can get a crowler of that if you want to. And we started chatting about it a little bit. And, uh, and he, and I said, you know, great beer list. Like how, wh- where do you come up with these ideas for beers? And he goes, well, we had an, an eight month long battle with trying, with trying to, um, you know, get our, our license to serve alcohol. Mm. And when the distributor, when I, when we finally got it and the distributor finally came to us, the first five beers were all main brew. <laughs> and I went, okay. <laughs> so and no I mean, they're great beers, but, and, and he goes, fun story. I live in Maine. Yeah. I, I saw he said that. So he lives in Maine, but is operating this Tampa. So he lives in Maine and then some buddies that he was in the Navy with live down here. Okay. So he and his partners that live here locally to me run this pizza okay. place. And um, I was, I was admittedly, I was impressed just from the fact that, you know, they, uh, that they just have this amazing beer list. It's right down the street from my house. And then the food is terrific. Nice. Yeah. I heard, I heard um, you said the so, food was pretty good. So the food was really good and, you know, it was just one of those things where, you know, when you talk to certain people, this, this conversation just goes and it just, it carries on. And it was really cool just to have a conversation even through uh messenger mm-hmm. on Facebook. And, uh, so we, uh, we became friends on Facebook. Um, and he, uh, he was kind of just telling me a little bit more about what, you know, what he was doing at the, with the, the, the pizza place there potentially. And hopefully they don't kill me for saying this, but they're going to be <laughs> expanding into uh, the location next door and making a little bigger. Um, the guy's name is Connor Larson. And um, it's really cool. Cause every time I go in there, they're watching things on their TV. Like they were watching the Mandalorian the other day, <laughs> or um, this time I went in there and they were watching like uh, finding Nemo, which it's still a good movie to just sit and watch. But, um, but yeah, every, there's like all these different little Funko pops and, mm. you know, all this different like star Wars stuff, even, um, even the, 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 the mat, when you walk in there, it says, Oh geez, what did it say? Uh, in a galaxy, in a galaxy or a pizza, f- and something about, you know, in a galaxy far, far away a long time ago or something. However, the star Wars opening, meets up or opens up but it's talking about pizza and i I can't remember how it goes but it's but i mean it was just a little bit of everything Mm. and the beer really caught my eye because i started following on following them on untapped and just really cool cool guy just to chat with nice nice hey we got a uh nick kerr he's a big fan he wants to get a shout out Shout him out, Chris. Wait, where'd we go? Oh, 
Apple juice. <laughs> Apple juice. Okay, Nick, how are you, man? Uh, <laughs> Thank you for yeah, listening. Thanks for, for listening. We're, we're in post show right now. You just, you just jumped on as we were just doing uh, some uh, extra content about a local uh, pizza place that serves some pretty good mm-hmm. beer. And uh, so, yeah, so listen to the show and you can find out about German lagers in, earlier in the episode. And this great Cherrywood Baltic Porter from Oppeny Brewery out of Wisconsin. So that's a fantastic beer. Thanks for joining us. That's all, folks.